I'm just going to throw some things out um, that don't necessarily flow together, but just just leadership things that the Lord has laid on my heart and some things I've been learning. I think you've got to have a brother in your life and you need a pastor uh, in your life. You need, you need that person in your life because leaders tend to have low expressions of pain. If you're taking notes, write that down. Leaders tend to have low expressions of pain. What do I mean by that? How are you doing? I'm good. Or how are you? Um, I'm okay. That, that means I'm, I'm like dying. You know, people tend to think leaders are like, everything's always okay with them. They think they, they cover pain. They tend to hide pain. And like I said, they have low expressions of pain. And they say, you know, they're like, you know, dead or quit or gave up. And you're like, oh, I just never saw it. Yeah, because they have low expressions of pain. And I think you need to know that about yourself. Um, that, you know, when you're like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know how I'm not doing the best right now, or I'm kind of kind of down, or I'm kind of you know frustrated, or I'm kind of this. It's it's probably worse than you than you think it is, and that's why you need to go to a brother. And then I think as brothers, we need to have kind of a keen ear to this, because when another brother comes to you and you know they're a leader and they're like, "Yeah, I'm okay," or "It's been kind of rough," or "Ah." Eh, that's a, that's a, I'm screaming, you know, that's a, that's a, I'm, I'm really hurting. And I think we need to, we need to know that, um, they don't typically come in the room and fall down crying. Um, but that's, that's because leadership typically carries with it low expressions of pain. And I think if you don't get that and you don't understand that, um, it can bite you. And you never, you never realized uh, where it was coming or when it was coming. Um, let me skip a couple of notes here because just for the sake of time. The three... Uh, P's. This is worth writing down. The three P's of leadership that the three P's that I think make you are just determine the level of leader you're going to be able to do or be is how well you measure or how I'm sorry, how well you manage your pace, your pressure and your pain. Your pace, your pressure and your pain. Your ability as a leader to manage pain is everything. You know, I'll talk to some people and they're like, oh, man, I'm just kind of, you know, it just feels like we're going. I'm like, I'm like, we're walking right now. We're like strolling down the park. We haven't even started running and you can't. And you're already freaking out. You're already out of breath. Like, you're not going to be able to make it. You need to go find another place to work because you're, you're not going to make it when we start running. You know, you're like, oh, I, I just I can't get up and pray. It's just too hard. It's like, you know, well, I'm sorry. It's probably not going to work. You know, the Bible says if you can't run with the footman, how will you ever be able to run with the, with the chariots? But your ability to handle pace, your ability to handle pressure, and your ability to handle pain, the pain was the key. Your ability to handle pain is really the main difference um, 
I think it's the, I think your ability to handle pain is your ultimate separator in your leadership. And how many, how many people just can't handle pain? I don't think you guys have seen the, the, the show out quarterback. He's got cousins on it and he's literally walking off the field sometimes and he's just screaming in pain, you know, and he sits down for one second and they get an interception. He's got to go right back out. Like he's like screaming from the pain of it. And the coach is like, are you okay? He's like, no, I'm not okay. I'm hurt. <laughs> you know? And he's like, he's like sitting down on the bench and he's just screaming because it's like his whole chest and everything is just crushed. But I think your ability and how well you manage pain and handle pain uh, is going to be a huge determining factor in what you are able to lead. Um, like anytime you start something, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you start business, you, you have to go through what I call the Valley of Sorrows. And the Valley of Sorrows is your learning curve. And if you take, you can take 10 years in the Valley of Sorrows. You can take, you could take two years, but you, anytime you start something new, you're going to have to go through that Valley of Sorrows. And, and what it is, it, it's the length of that comes down to how much you put into your learning curve and how much you put into your ability to handle pain. Um, I should do a sermon at some point called the, the hurting leader. But a lot of this comes down to your victory. I only got another minute here. Your victory comes down to your ability um, to manage pain and have people around you who can help you manage the pain. Hear me. Listen to what I'm saying. This is very important. Your ability to handle pain and having people in your life around you who can handle pain. Everybody do this. Everybody just lift their hands up like this. If you got your, if you're able, if you're driving, don't do it, right? But if you got, if you're able, just, just for a second, okay. Just for one more second, one more second. Okay, now put them down. Now, how long could you hold your hands up like that, really? You know, if you had to just keep your hands up in the air like that, a couple minutes maybe five minutes. So it reminds me of the story in the Bible where Moses, they were in a, they were in a battle and Moses held his hands up. God told him to lift his hands up in prayer. And as long as he had his hands up in prayer, the children of Israel, the children of Israel would win the battle. And when his hands came down because he got tired, he couldn't manage the pain. So maybe, you know, you keep your hands up like that starts to hurt. He couldn't manage the pain. He put his hands down and the battle would start to be lost. So what he did, he had men around him. Aaron and other men came around and held his hands up. They helped him manage the pain so that he could keep his hands up. And the interesting thing about that story is while Moses, hear me guys, while Moses is on the mountain holding his hands up, the Bible says Joshua was down in the battle fighting. So every time his hands was up, Joshua would win. Every time his hands came down, Joshua would lose. But at the end of the story, when they win the battle, God does not give the credit. Moses gives the credit to Joshua, but scripture gives the credit to Moses. Scripture gives the credit. God gives the credit to the man who had his hands in prayer. Even though Moses gave the credit to the guy who was actually fighting on the battlefield. God gives the credit to the one who actually had his hands in prayer. And I just, I just wanted to say that because there's, a, there's some powerful lessons in that. Number one, your ability to manage pain determines victory. 
having people in your life who can help you manage the pain determines victory. Realizing that you may give the credit to the people who fought, but God ultimately gives the credit to the people who prayed. So don't, don't sacrifice your prayer life for a fight. Don't sacrifice your prayer life for fighting in business. Don't sacrifice your prayer life for what you can do in your flesh. Remember, it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit saith the Lord of hosts. And, you know, just managing, I think managing your time has a lot to do with it managing, knowing what meeting you're in. You know, when you go throughout the day, there's typically three different meetings that I'm in. I'm in, I'm either in a, a discussion meeting, I'm either in a debate meeting, or I'm in a decision meeting. Sometimes I just want to walk in and I want to discuss it. I want to, I want to have somebody I can discuss that with. There's other times where I want to walk in. I actually want to debate it. I actually want you to tell me why this won't work. And there's other times I just come in and tell people, this is a decision that I've made. This is what I want you to do. And you got to let the people under you know what kind of meeting they're walking into, I think is good. Like, I'm just coming in to let you know this is the decision. Or sometimes I'm coming in actually to discuss this with you. Sometimes I'm coming in and actually do want to debate this. And I'll leave you this last one that I, that I think is really good in your leadership. This will help you kind of think as men, what... What level leader am I? Uh, there's, there's like, there's bachelor's um, level uh, leaders. There's master level leaders, and there's PhD level leaders. A, a bachelor level leader is self control. Do you, do you, are you self controlled? Can you control your temper? If you can't control your temper and how you speak to people. You're not even a bachelor, a bachelor level leader. Just so you know, like if you can't manage your own emotions and your ability to just communicate without letting your, your mood get the best of you, you're, you're, you're not even a bachelor level leader. So first level of leadership really is, is bachelor level leader. The second is, is a master level leader. And that's really, is can you be self uh, contained? Can you be self contained? Meaning, can you have information about other departments of the, the company and not say it? Can you, can you hold information um, about, decisions that are going to happen weeks from now or months from now and let be in a meeting with, with people and they're discussing something you go, this isn't going to matter because I know something that they don't know. Can you hold confidential information and it not change how you act or how you feel? Can you absorb it? Can you absorb the pressure of what's going on in the company and not act out different? Can you be self-contained? Meaning like people, other people are not self-contained. Meaning something happens, they freak out. Something happened here, they don't know how to handle it. It changes everything because they can't be self-contained in their leadership. And the last one, the PhD level, is to be self-content. 
self-content. Meaning I will never be able to explain to a person all that I am and all that I do and all that I carry. And I'm okay with it. They're not going to understand all that I do, all that I am and all that I carry. And I'm okay with that. And I'm a self-content leader. And I think, you know, if, if you're not even at that bachelor level leadership, you really want to move into that because being self can being self content means, you know, it's so important to be self content as a leader because I do not need people to co-sign on my calling. And if you're a person who's like, I always need somebody to co-sign on my calling. I got to have their affirmation. I got to have their approval. I got to have them telling me how great I am. I got to have them telling me how wonderful I am. Then you're just, you're just a lower level leader. And um, just learn to be content with God's affirmation on your life. Just learn to be, just learn to be content with the Lord saying, I approve of you. And I think that's a that's a key factor there. I'm done. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs>